This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital season. 8th of May, V Day today. V Day, woohoo! The war is over. Okay. Yeah, it's also the uh, unofficial outdoor intercourse day of Washington State University. So those things go (laughs) hand in hand. (laughs) Yes. Fucking in war. (laughs) <laughs> they kind of do go hand in hand because at the end of the war so many babies were like the baby boom generation was born basically because of that so actually it kind of does hey look are you ready for a new game show that I just invented sure alright what is that royal baby's name <laughs> So, look, you don't uh, notice, but there's been a baby born in Britain by an uh, American actress that's been in one episode of uh, the new uh, version of Knight Rider from 2008 that nobody saw. I don't think 11 <laughs> years old is the new version, but sure. <laughs> it was the new version of Knight Rider. The new newest version, all right? Yeah, 11 yeah. years old is kind of old. <laughs> Yeah, and um, Prince Harry had a had a baby this week. Uh, they, uh, I have now named it, and look, it is named after a comic book um, character. The first name, okay. Okay. Uh, this uh, comic book uh, has been. A, uh, tried to be filmed on Netflix. Is this a boy or a girl child? It's a uh, boy. Um, I don't know. I got, I got nothing. Archie. Archie, like mm-hmm. Archie. Uh, all right. Archie. Yes. I believe Archie. that was CW, not Netflix. So that might have been why you confused me. <laughs> oh, they did put it on okay. Netflix, but it, that Archie, what was it called? Riverdale was originally on the C- CW yeah. network, bro. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. okay. Archie Harrison Mountbatten Winster. Winster. Winster, yeah. Oh, yeah. Archie Harrison Mountbatten Winster. 
He doesn't have a, the third or like the four something like that in there <laughs> to make the name just a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. So con- congrats on giving birth to a baby, you American woman. Sure. American woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what we need. Uh, look at this trying times. It's more royals. Yeah, we really need to focus on that. It's so important what the royal family is doing because they affect me in America so much and you there in Norway. <laughs> so, uh, we're not going to talk about this, but uh, I found this incredibly stupid thing from um, a game show called uh, uh, on Channel 5 called uh, Blind Date, where uh, they find two people that... Uh, want to date and I send uh, them on on the date. And uh, uh, is this a show from like the two thousands? Blind date, like the old reality show? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People I've seen so many them. episodes of this, but like it, that show hasn't so... been on the on TV in years. Yeah, no, it's still on on in in Britain. Right. And. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's hosted by Paul O'Grady, that is m- most known for also being gay and also uh, having uh, 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 a love of, of dogs show. Paul O'Grady's Love of Dogs has been many, many episodes on. on. I really recommend it. If you, if you like dogs and you want to see people being nice to dogs, that's a very, very good show. But anyway... Uh, Jordan, Shannon, and Jesse Drew was matched up on the show, hosted by Paul O'Grady. And, uh, yeah, then uh, it was the first edition of the dating series with uh, bisexual uh, contest- contestants. And they were told that they were going to be whisked off to St. Lucia in the Wis- Indians to go- get to know, know each other. Uh because, uh, but uh, when they landed in the Caribbean island, the lads were tipped off that uh, same-sex activity is illegal there. And if anybody convicted or caught, they would uh, have up to 10 years in jail. Right. I guess if they would have done anything. Right. Sure. But... <sighs> Yeah, it's kind of. How do you re- how do you research uh, something like that? My guess and is the, they the... bought, they got. In game shows like that, they never pay for the the trip or anything else. It's always like a spo- sponsorship deal where they like get it for free from like a travel agency that then they promote on the show and put in like. The, right, but the, then they never did any research into like who the couples were going to be on the show. The travel agency just gives this. So yeah, I can see how it would totally happen. Uh, it's still very tone deaf or uh, nearsighted almost to, to not see this happening as a possibility, but, uh, they may have also just not done very much research into the politics of, of the place. You know what I mean? So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but yeah, no, that's some of the things that we didn't have in the news. Uh, but what we do have in the news. Oh, I got something real quick. Uh, Bill, Bill. Bill Clinton and Chelsea Clinton started a podcast, bro. 
Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Yes, it's mm. it has officially happened. Oh my god. Everybody has the podcast. Yes, the world has the podcast. The world is over, I think, possibly. I think maybe we are all living ah. in hell right now. Um That is I have absolutely no interest in, in in listening to that podcast. And there's nothing in the world I want more than listening to that podcast at the same time. Right. If anybody wants us to cover maybe the first episode of that, uh, go ahead and oh, send us an email or something. Yeah, We are. We are going to cover the first episode of that. When is it? I think it's already out. I'm, I don't think I'd watch it unless we're going to cover it, or listen to it unless we're going to cover it on the show. Because... It, I can just imagine how unbearable, unbearable it's going to be. <laughs> oh, come on, look. We, I, I have another idea. <laughs> you want to hear a very, very good idea. How many episodes of Game of Thrones have you seen? Uh, zero. How many episodes of Game of Thrones have I seen? I don't know. Partially one, I think you told me at one point. Pa- partially, yeah, yeah, partially one. I also want to cover the last episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> we both watch it, and I've never seen a single episode of it. That would be fucking funny. <laughs> what, watch the finale? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, yes, of Game of Thrones. Sure, yeah, I guess so. That could be funny. That I like that gimmick. S- yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because we, <laughs> neither of us have any interest in it whatsoever. And, and then we, we just totally it. spoil it on the podcast? Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sure people would love that we spoil, like, the most popular show out there right now. <laughs> that everybody watch. Somehow everybody watches it, but, like, barely anybody has HBO. So it means that all these people are s- somehow getting the show, but <laughs> none of them have HBO. I'm not sure how that works. Mm. Uh... Who's the? This is my question about Bill and Hillary podcast. Who's going to be the first guest? My guess is Ivanka mm. Trump because Chelsea Clinton and her are like best friends. Mm, that would be funny. That would be a funny podcast. Oh, I want. I so want to listen to that, and I don't want to listen to it at the same time. Oh, I never felt so conflicted in my entire life. Hey, let's uh, go to something we covered last week. Baltimore uh, Mayor Pugue uh, <laughs> signs and <laughs> Pugh. <laughs> she she resigned uh, uh, and admits this uh, children's books scandal. Talk, talk me through this. Um, care, um, Baltimore Mayor Catherine P has resigned following weeks of investigation into a scandal around her self-published children's book. In a statement, her attorney uh, said Thursday at a press conference, uh, Dear citizens of Baltimore, I'd like to thank you for allowing me to serve as the 50th mayor. It has been an honor and a privilege. Today I'm submitting my written resignation into the Baltimore City Council. I'm sorry for the harm that I have caused the image of the city of Baltimore and the credibility of the office of the mayor. Uh, her troubles began in March when the Baltimore Sun reported that the University of America of Maryland medical system board of directors uh, Pew arranged deals beginning in 2001 to sell ten oh a hundred thousand copies of her Healthy Holly series of children's books to the medical system at a cost of fifty uh, five hundred thousand dollars. Sorry, 
While the books teach children the importance of diet and exercise, there was no competitive bid for the deal. Uh, resigned uh, from the board shortly after. <laughs> so, yeah. This happened the day after we covered it on the show, bro. Again, it's something that happened yep. on a Thursday. I thought that was an... an this is at least five weeks in a row now, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, that at least all the articles I read and the ones that I sent you, none of them mentioned the whole thing about her being mentally incapacitated or whatever we said last week. <laughs> right. That little detail has just slipped everybody's mind at this point. Mm. Yeah, there's many proofs out there, and all digital and rules the world somehow. Well, yeah, we've got to thank Bill for that one. He got he notified us of what was going on and we were able to cover it. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. So, let's talk uh, 50 minutes about uh, Wikileaks. Um, <laughs> Wikileaks, uh, as such, <laughs> you can search. It's a fat, uh, fight uh, extradition to the US. Right. What has happened there? This is the other story that happened on Thursday that we were talking about last week. Uh, WikiLeaks yep. Julian Assange told London Court Thursday that his work protected many people and he refused to be extradited to the United States to face trial uh, on one of the largest compromises of classified information in history. The United States has requested the extradition of Assange, who was dragged from the Ecuadorian embassy on April 11th. Uh, they have charged him with a conspiracy to commit computer intrusion, which carries a maximum penalty of five years. Uh, so yeah, he's, uh, he's saying he's going to fight the extradition, which we pretty much already knew, but this is just him saying that and his lawyer saying that, so. Yeah, no, it's very, very, very sad. I, I, I just, uh, I, I wonder what they will do with him if he gets extradited to the U.S. That's kind of my biggest, uh, fear. Uh, of this, I have absolutely no clue what you uh, you would do to him in the U.S. Well, uh, they're saying five years uh, is the maximum for what they're charging him with, and like, but like we've said in the past, uh, if they were to bring up anything about the whole uh, Russian WikiLeaks thing that they're still. Uh, going on about at least here in America at least Rachel Maddow mm. is I don't think anybody besides Rachel Maddow still believes it but um, <laughs> if they did try to charge him with something like that like we said during our kind of breakdown of the Mueller report a uh, small breakdown I guess that they'd have to charge mm. also this Florida blogger and this other journalist from America with the same thing so I don't think they're going to charge him with anything like that unless they're complete morons who want to break the Constitution, which I guess Trump and his guys would probably want to do that, huh? <laughs> I I would uh, I would not piss my pants if it happened to say that much. Right. I think there uh, will be a big he... backlash against it, though. I think there would be a backlash oh, yeah. if if they tried it. Of course, it would. United Nations human rights experts voiced concern on Friday what they called disappointed a sentence of 50 weeks oh, in no. prison. Disproportionate. Sorry. Oh, disproportionate. I can't read. Uh, but, yeah, they, uh, they were uh, disappointed, I guess, uh, as well. 
if you remember last week, we were talking about how he got 50 weeks for uh, skipping bail. And I was like, seems like a lot for skipping bail. Like, here in America, at least, skipping a bail hearing, at least for, like, low-level crimes, is like a fine. You're never going to do jail time for skipping bail. They'll just uh, give you a fine and then set a different hear- uh, date for another hearing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but I'm going to guess they they took it a little more uh, serious because his name is Julian Assange. Right. So, but the UN uh, United Nations human rights experts voiced concern on Friday uh, at what they called disproportionate sentencing, the 50 weeks in prison imposed to WikiLeaks Assange uh, for skipping bail in Britain. Uh, the group right. composed of five independent experts issued an opinion that in 2015 that. Assange held up at the time in an Ecuadorian embassy uh, was being arbitrarily detained. Assange has denied uh, the allegations from Sweden as well, um, which we talked about them trying to bring those back last week. So Maybe taking them back. And then kind yeah, of a related yeah. story before we move on to the next one, and you can mm. do the next story, Fro, is uh, Chelsea Manning came out and said she will. she is never going to testify against him, she said. She said... I'll stay in here forever, and I'm never going to testify against Assange. Good. Good. Yeah, uh, what is not so good, and I think I I am going to admit something that I don't admit very many times, but are you ready for this look? Okay. Okay, I was... uh, Ooh, this is hard. I was so wrong. <laughs> I, I what are you, the, uh, you the fawns? <laughs> I was... Uh, I was... Uh, I was... Uh, <laughs> I was wrong. <clears throat> I was wrong. Okay. Facebook bans dangerous individuals. Milo... Oops. Alex Jones and Luce... Uh, for all has been all been banned. Uh, Facebook is banning several permanent figures in regard as dangerous individuals. The social network uh, accused Donald uh, Donald Jones. Yeah, I, Donald I, Jones. I, That's... I, Donald Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a guy who would run a bowling alley. Donald Jones. <laughs> Donald Jones and his bowling alley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ, what is it with me today? Um, <laughs> host of right-wing conspiracy website Infowars, the UK editor Paul Josephs Watson, uh, and ex uh, Bart news editor Milo <laughs> of uh, hate speech, uh, loose for all the nation of Islam reader who expired anti-Semitic views were also excluded. Facebook has already banned anti-Islamic UK groups like Britain First. So, yeah, no, I was wrong. It also says the latest ban also applies to Instagram uh, as well. So all these same people that were banned off Facebook as well, uh, because Facebook owns Instagram, which we said in the past. I saw a news, uh, what was it, a news... Uh, broadcast, somebody talking, it was like CNN or MSNBC, something random, but they were saying, uh, it's not sure if they're going to be as uh, banned off of WhatsApp as well, or if they even have accounts on WhatsApp. And I was like, probably don't even have accounts on WhatsApps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It's, uh, 
It's not many times I I like to say that I'm wrong, but I I was wrong. Uh, but uh, what were you wrong about exactly? Well, I I said I said it was a, was a good idea to ban Alex Jones, and that I thought this would just end up being one of those times where they ban one person and they that's are the end of it. <laughs> right. End of it. Yeah. I seem to say, uh, seem to have someone contradicting me, uh, called Luke, saying, "No, just you wait. There will be many other people that will be banned." And I said, "Don't be silly. It's just going to be Alex Jones." And you said, "No, just w- wait and see." And I said, "No, this is a very good idea. I am very pro." Uh, banning Alex Jones because it's Alex Jones, and you said, "Well, you just wait and see. They will ban others." And uh, yeah, no, you're right. R- 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 right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it's the nature of the beast of the whole. There's the adage, uh, "What give them a foot, they'll take a mile." And that's really what this what it what this comes down to. Uh, Facebook also decided they want to delete a bunch of other accounts linked to Russia, uh, which they did on Monday. Facebook Inc. said Monday to remove multiple pages, groups, and accounts linked to mostly linked mostly to Russian, oh, mostly to Russia that were used to spread misleading information on social networks. Uh, and its Instagram service. The company deleted 97 accounts from Russia that focused on the Ukraine. 21 others that focused on Austria, the Baltics, Germany, Spain, Ukraine, and the United Kingdom. Uh, Facebook said in a blog, the social media company had in March removed 2,632 pages and groups, uh, oh, groups and accounts from Facebook and Instagram linked to Iran, Russia, Macedonia, uh, Kosovo for similar, and Kosovo for similar reasons. Uh, wow. Uh, so yeah, they're banning. Uh, Facebook is just going on a crazy banning spree. Uh, hopefully, they don't find us because. <laughs> well, they can't find me. I'm already out there. So <laughs> out of there. So that's true. They're really not gonna care. find. They're but they could find our another <laughs> digital citizen page, I guess. Yeah, on Facebook. Be a but member as long as as you're allowed to be a member. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, we're not doing anything anti-Semitic or anything like Alex Jones, really. But I mean, if their if their definition of conspiracy theory talk uh, is loose enough, we could get in trouble for it for just talking about some of the things, like some of the topics we talk yes. about on the show, right? Oh yes. And don't remember we 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 are we are so loose in the goose that we 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 actually we actually were against the russia gate from the beginning so it's like i mean right so if they look back are, on that and they go oh look these guys were russian agents this whole time <laughs> If you go back, if you go back and you like clip out some parts, you could probably find a place where we like made a joke about getting rubles from Russia, and then like you clip it out just that piece and make it sound like we were talking, like it was real. You know what I mean? Okay, I have a task for someone that listens. I don't care who it is. Just find something in our (laughs) one hundred and eighty-seven show 
that we said that can be put out of context and send it to us to another digital system. Yeah, that would be funny. Dot com. I like and that. We will <laughs> I promise you we will play it. It's another <laughs> digital citizen at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Send it there. Okay, do you want to talk about something very, very, very sad? It says here one million animal and plant species are at risk of extinction. Uh, the mm-hmm. UN says up to one million of the estimated eight million plant and animal species on Earth are at risk of extinction within decades, according to scientists and researchers who produced a sweeping UN report on how humanity's uh, burgeoning growth is putting the world's biodiversity at perilous risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the report's findings might not seem new to those who have followed the story of how humans have affected the environment, uh, but its authors say the assessment is most is the most accurate and comprehensive review yet. Uh, they warn the, that nature is declining at an unprecedented rate, or at unprecedented rates, and that the changes will put people at risk. Uh, by, uh, protecting biodiversity amounts to protecting humanity. Uh, UNESCO director Audrey Azulo, uh, Azula Azuli said at a news uh, press conference uh, Monday. Yeah. The health of the ecosystem of which we are all uh, all and other species depends on uh, the top three more rapidly than uh, is deterred. Uh, terror, uh, pfft, deteriorating more rapidly than ever. It's very, very, very sad. Here's a short breakdown. It says 75% of land environment and 66% of marine environment have been significantly altered by humans. More than a third of the world's land surface and nearly 70 75% of fresh water resources are used for crops or livestock. Up to 577 billion in annual global crops are at risk from uh, pollinator loss, mean like bee bee loss. Uh, between right. 100 million and 300 million people now face increased risk of flood hurricanes uh, because of the loss of coastal habitats. Since 1992, the world's urban areas have more than doubled. Plastic pollution has increased tenfold since 1980, and three to 400 millions of heavy metals, solvents, and toxic sludge, and other industrial waste are dumped into the world's water systems. Wow. Yeah, and uh, if you see the documentary uh, happening, you can see what happens when nature gets angry at us. And fights back. Yeah. I remember how important (laughs) the bee storyline was to that that movie. The bee storyline really came in in handy. So important. So important. Yeah, no, this is very sad. This is a sad report. Uh, we are all aware of it, and we are not doing enough to... It almost feels like there's not enough you can do, almost. You know what I mean? It's like, no. I don't know... Yeah. It's the point of no return. I think we're... Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying, like, 12 years. Some people are saying sooner than that is, like, the point of no return or whatever. But right. I feel like right now... Since we're not doing anything about it, this kind of is the point of no return, like you said, bro. Because yep. we're not yep. doing anything, yeah. We're talking a lot about it and not doing shit. I mean, I use plastic bags all the time and I don't think about it. 
they actually banned plastic, like, uh, bag thing, or certain kinds of plastic bags here in my city, uh, at, like, grocery stores and sl- stuff like that. Right. Yeah, no, it should be illegal. Uh, so, uh, I sent you this. A very, very strange case. We're not going to make, well, we're not going to make fun of death, but we're going maybe to make fun of the why they Situation? Right. <laughs> Situation, yes. Because Australian DJ Adam Skies dies in Bali, tries to rescue a friend. It sounds very, very, very nice. Uh, police believe a uh, popular Australian DJ who died in a luxury Bali resort was trying to rescue a friend who had fallen from their private terrace when he himself uh, suffered uh, facial injuries. Adam Niat, whose stage name was Adam Sky. Have you ever heard of this guy, by the way? I have never heard of him. No, guy. I've never heard of him. Okay. Was found lifeless, lying in a pool of blood of Hilton Willen Resort, south of Kuta, about 10 a.m. Uh, um, the other day. The Melbourne DJ was uh, staying with two people uh, when it w- understood one of them, uh, the Russian employee Sua, oh, Jesus Christ, uh, Luki Sentiva, so fell two, four meters from their private pool area and broke his leg. Detective, and here comes the funny part. Uh, detective believes that Mr. Net rushed to the yard bel- uh, below to help, smashing into a villa's glass door in the process and suffering severe cuts to, to his arms, which led to the fatal blood loss. Police said, says alcohol was involved. No shit, Sherlock. Well, yeah, that's not going to help either. If you're, like, really drunk, it thins out your blood, and so yep. you would bleed out faster. But, yeah, that's it's a really sad story because he was just trying to help somebody. He was just yeah. trying to help out and then ended up getting hurt himself and then dying. Yeah, it's very sad. I have heard yeah. of one of this guy's songs, NRG. Uh, it was a house track from, like, the early 90s. Mm. I, remember, I remember that song, but... But you also found someone that was, uh, uh, well, a little more uh, lucky, I should say. Right, it says here, man plummets 300 feet. Th- 300 feet? Wait, no. Man plummets off 300-foot cliff into cauldron of Hawaii's Kilauea volcano. Wait, what? And he survives, mm-hmm. it says. A uh, man survives 70-foot fall into the Hawaiian volcano. Uh, it was a 300-foot cliff, but... It says here, a U.S. soldier in Hawaii was critically injured after he fell 70 feet into one of the most active volcanoes on Earth. The 32-year-old man, who said they said climbed over a metal guardrail to look into the uh, volcano. It, well, that guy's an idiot, but witnesses say the ground crumbled beneath his feet, causing him to plunge down a 300-foot cliff. He landed on a ledge, stopping him from falling into the crater. The witnesses say the man was, was part of, of a group who had stopped at the steaming bluff to overlook uh, around 18.30 local time Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, that is incredibly uh, 70 lucky. Feet, 70 feet is, uh, by the way, uh, approximately 21 meters for people that doesn't live in Britain or America. The UK. 
Right. Yeah, I hear you have Simon. Right. So, uh, yeah, 21 meters is quite a drop. Yeah, Something even out. that's what I was thinking. Even 70 feet to survive that fall is impressive, yeah. but yeah. if you would have gone all the way, I'm guessing you would have fallen into lava and would not be as ha uh, happy of a story here. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, uh, a little uh, warning for people out there. Uh, don't bathe in lava. <laughs> I, I would just... Uh, how much do you bet that this guy was... Uh, it says he was like a soldier or whatever. How much do you think he was like being all macho and somebody's like, hey, you shouldn't go past that guardrail. And he's all, uh, whatever, weirdo, or something like that. And then went over there and this this happened. Yeah. I bet you he said something like that right before it. It's almost guaranteed. Macho, macho man. Right, exactly. Macho man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, we talked about uh, anti-vax uh, the two last shows. Uh, German health minister had a proposal. What is that proposal? He wants to fine anti uh, of anti-vaxer fine of two thousand seven hundred and ninety dollars. Mm. Uh, health minister Jan Spahn, that's kind of a cool Jan name Spahn. actually, yeah. <laughs> is proposing. Yeah. A blanket fi uh, fine for any parents of unvaccinated children. The fine runs up to uh, 2,500 euro, or, or like I said, 2,790 US dollars. He also suggests mm -hmm. banning unvaccinated children from all kindergarten and daycare facilities to protect the, uh, to protect those who are too young to be vaccinated uh, and those with medical conditions that prevent them from being vaccinated. Right, yeah. Uh, yep. In an interview published over the weekend, he explained immunization is a social responsibility, adding that measles vaccinations save humans suffering, and we need to protect ourselves and others. This man should get a gold fucking medal. Very, very, very smart. Uh, yeah, it says here... Officials in New York levied $1,000 fines on parents of some unvaccinated children amid ongoing measles outbreaks last month. I had not heard about that, but that's interesting. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, but it's 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 uh, it's extremely smart. I, I think uh, it uh, uh, it says those funds proposal may hit a political op opposition. Some medical and public health experts are sharing the move. Uh, Frank Ulrich Montgomery, if you haven't heard any more German name than that, <laughs> I haven't. Uh, head of German medical assassination called the proposal an important step to the right at the at the right time. So, All right, we'll just have to see if this actually does anything. Uh, because I'm not. How do you, how do you enforce this? You know what I mean? Because the only way to enforce it would be. The kid gets somebody else sick, and that's how you find out that they're unvaccinated, right? right? So, <laughs> what I think we should do is uh, put all people that have missiles on um, cruise ship, and they have to stay there. On a cruise ship? Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe yeah. uh, we could also do that with like different religions. We could just like put crazy religions on there, no. like Scientologists no. and. 
No. The Westboro Baptist Why? Church people, just put them on there. Oh, yeah. Flat oh, Earth people, we oh. already discussed, are doing it by themselves. They're making it. They got their own cruise ship, so we don't need to deal with those guys. Yeah. But. Yeah. So, sounds like a perfect. But what if we com combine the measles with, for example, one of those? Oh, well, that would have already happened this week because it says here Scientology oh. cruise ship still quarantined as passengers what? are tested for measles. No! What a surprise! Officials, I didn't say this coming. <laughs> officials have taken blood samples from those on board. Uh, a dip, uh, ship docked in the Caribbean island of Caraco, or Kiracau, that's what it is. Church of Scientology cruise ship docked in the Caribbean islands uh, will be remained under quarantine until the government authority, authorities determine how many of the ship's 318 passengers are infected with the measles. Health officials uh, have taken blood samples, like I said, and sent them to the Netherlands. Holy crap, that, why would you send them so far away? <laughs> the results are expected to come back Tuesday or Wednesday, according to the Associated Press. Ten cr passengers and 31 crew members members were able to provide proof of vaccination. Oh, it said it was going to come out Wednesday, so maybe it's out now. So let me look it up and you continue on this thing here. Uh, hell, uh, yeah, uh, health, health officials in St. Lucia were notified on the 3rd of April that female crew member aboard the ship had been diagnosed, diagnosed with measles. The crew member had traveled to Europe, arrived at Kuroko on the 17th of April and visited the doctor for cold symptoms on the 22nd of April. A blood sample sent to Aruba confirmed she had the measles on the 29th of April, a day after the, the ship departed from Lucia, St. Lucia, uh, according to Associated Press. I'm seeing an article from 3 p.m. Yesterday, it says they're still on board, still in quarantine. Here's one from today, 14 hours ago. Sun deck and pool, a spiritual journey. What really happens on a Scientology cruise? Oh, this this is something totally different. Uh, yeah, they're, they're still on there as far as I can tell. I do not see any articles okay. that say anything about the those results from the Netherlands coming back yet, even though it says in this article they should have, but... I don't see anything like that, so they must not have. They must not know yet. Maybe we'll find out next week. The Church of Scientology has not taken a specific position on vaccination, though it said Scientologists seek standard medical care. <laughs> Unless they're psychologists, and, right? Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> and prescription drugs when ill. The church will not respond to the Guardian's request for comments. No shit, Sherlock. I think this is funny because oh. we were... Even just last week I was saying how, like, we got to talk about the religious aspects. Yeah. And in this case it's like we are, but these this specific religion <laughs> maybe doesn't have uh, anything to do with... Or they don't maybe have specific uh, well, ideas of non-vaccination, but I'm guessing some well, of them probably do just because yes. of their feelings on psychology as well. But I don't know. Right. Um, if you uh, read uh, the King of Queens book, what is her name? Leah Remney. Uh, I think it was her book. Uh, a book of, about sure. Scientology. They talk about like standard medicine as well. That they don't uh, they don't allow 
uh, members to take part of any medication more or less. So, and it would be very weird if they allowed their members to take the vaccine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, uh, because uh, for example, when um, Katie Holmes, is that her name? Oh, that was married Tom, Cruise. Tom Cruise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, you remember when she was pregnant with totally his kids in all normal factors because they totally did have sex together and got a child together? Yes, you remember that? I do remember that, yeah. Because he's definitely not gay or something? Yes. Allegedly, <laughs> yes. that definitely happened. <laughs> according, according to uh, sources, she was not allowed to have any pain medication because uh, you're not allowed to scream uh, in birth of Scientology because it would uh, uh, scare the child into having repressed memories. Right, I do I'm remember that. Kidding. Yeah. Being squeezed out of a I, vagina, that's not a, a repressed memory, but sure. <laughs> well, I'm I'm trying to repress myself back as many times, but I haven't. <laughs> True, yes. Anyways, we're going to talk about something completely else. Uh, war! Oh, he! What is, is it good for? Uh, today? Yeah, it's V-Day. Uh, and Trump is going to tell the truth. About no war day. This is Tron where tells the truth. Republicans always talk about how unpatriotic they is to criticize wars. Yes, the most unpatriotic thing is not to help people who are in wars. And the most unpatriotic thing is to throw people into wars because of your oil interest. Every day, over 20 people take suicide. Yes, that's in the United States alone. I don't have statistics for the rest of the world. 8th of May is in Norway. It, well, it used to be Liberation Day. Yes, the 8th of May 1945, we was free from five years of occupation from the Germany. It used to be. When I, I was young, we were reminded these days in school. We talked with war veterans from the war, and we got a history lesson of what happened, and it could happen again if we was not careful enough. Today is not, because since the bullshit war on terror, things have changed. In two, well, Norway had to do a war in Kosovo. Well, it was necessary. It was also a war in Afghanistan. It was not necessary, and we put people in Iraq. It was not necessary. Uh, two days ago, conservatives write in the local newspaper in Bergen that we had to show respect for those people who was in those wars. Yes. Same conservative who sent them to the wars they shouldn't be in in the first place. It's not even an issue anymore in Norway. We are a war nation. We are not the peaceful little haven that a lot of people talk about. We are in the legal wars that the United States say we're going to go to. If we, we just call it war on terror, yes, and we in Norway go, jump after. When I was a kid, NATO used to be a defense alliance. Take that word. Defense Alliance. It's an Article 5 that means that you, 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 United States or any European countries who are part of NATO, have to stand up for each other. Yeah. Well, being honest, America was never attacked by Afghanistan. But NATO went to war Afghanistan anyway. So things have changed. 
even if this election in Norway and upcoming election in the United States, there are things we don't want to talk about. That is war. Weapons. Today, you have the large amount of weapons and biggest defense budget since the Cold War. Had I gone, well, what could go wrong? Well, let me tell you what went wrong. Look at the First World War. People stacked the weapons, 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 and international institutions were fucked up. Nobody talked with each other, and we all saw how it went. We can be in that situation once again. What was that time also was trade wars. Yeah. We didn't find time together. We just find national rhetoric to keep us apart. We are in the same shithole once again. 8th of May, we should remember as the day we liberated us, not only from fascism, but from war. We must never go back to that time again. Not celebrate people who went to wars that we shouldn't go to in the first place. Veterans Day should be no more fucking war day. This was Trump with Trump tells the truth. Have a fucking nice day. Hey Jeremy, good news. Last week we'll cover Eurovision. That's again next a lie week. because we're going to cover the finals next week. <laughs> and I think you've said that like three weeks in a row to him that it's going to be the last week. I know. That's I know. It's like because I want him to continue listening. No, next next week we will definitely not talk about the final or anything. Nothing. I promise you. Okay. <laughs> Lies. Yeah, so um, uh, I've seen a lot of Eurovision this week because they started rehearsals on Saturday, a day before they were supposed to start. Uh, this is kind of funny news. We don't have it in the news, but it's kind of funny news. Uh, uh, because uh, today is uh, a national day in, in, the, in Tel Aviv. They were not allowed to like uh, uh, do things like going to rehearsals and things like that today. Sure, okay. Uh, so <laughs> the delegation's like, okay, we'll start a day earlier than we told everybody. We we're just going to push it from Sunday to Saturday. And the press likes like, uh, well, like the uh, bloggers that uh, were supposed to be there was like, what the fuck. You decided to go one day before without any telling anybody, more or less. So uh, they were a little hectic, uh, to say it mildly, the first day. Yeah, no, so uh, the press center was completely empty. It looked like nobody had been there at all. So it was just like YouTubers and things like that, like VV Blogs and ETC United and things like that were, were there. Uh, uh, he he got the message and had been like 17 hours on on planes to get there in time and things like that. So <laughs> it was very very funny to see uh, people being extremely tired on the first day because uh, everything started the day before it was supposed to do. Anyway, uh, the fan clubs has uh, voted. And uh, it's the uh, OGAE uh, poll, and okay. uh, the results of all uh, 45 fan clubs have uh, voted, and uh, uh, 
in uh, fifth, Cyprus in fourth, Norway in third, Netherlands in second, Switzerland, and in first with 411 points, Italy. So the fans thinks Italy will win. I don't even remember that song. Soldi, soldi. The man that's with money. Soldi, soldi. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Yes. Why, when you look at the poll, there's like a, they have their own poll on this website. Italy, mm-hmm. you can't click it. It doesn't have a little box next to it. Or it doesn't have a little circle next to it. All the rest of them have a circle that you can check, except for Italy. Oh, that's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Netherlands is uh, winning that poll with 21%, with Russia on second... With seven, Italy on five, fifth, uh, third with seven percent. But we will discuss who will win soon because you and me have watched the two last songs we have to, well, the two last songs you have to watch, before, have to watch <laughs> before the final. Mm-hmm. We, uh, mm-hmm. uh, two extremely bad songs. Uh, let's start with. Two uh, sisters that aren't uh, sisters, uh, look, uh, because that's kind of uh, uh, the funny story of Germany. Fuck, I lost my page. Um, okay, Germany. Sis- they were named. Si- oh, that song was named Sister or Sister Sister or something like that, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I definitely was. Talk a little more. <laughs> He lost his page. I, I have no idea yes. what the song was called. Uh, two ladies. Uh, the group is called Sisters, and the song was called Sister. And it's oh, that's why I, saw, I thought it was called Sister Sister, like the TV show from the nineties. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was actually Sister Sisters playing or playing Sister. All right. So it was the uh-huh, tr- and. It was the James and Charles the, theme song, then, is what you're saying. Yes, and they are not sisters. That's the fun part of it. Well, James Charles, I don't know if he has any sisters, and he calls everybody sisters, so there you go. <laughs> but they are not related, and the group name is Sisters. And they are singing about sisters. Yeah, and but they are not related. It's stupid. They're not related, but they are both in the James Charles fan club. So they're sisters. <laughs> That's Get it? <laughs> Okay, let's talk about this confusing shit song then. Well, we got to point out very first thing: uh, the if this production is, is there at the uh, in Tel Aviv, it was pretty cool giant turntable that comes up out of the ground and they're spinning on this giant turntable as they're singing. Yeah. But I can also see something very very horrible happening if one of them accidentally steps off the side <laughs> of it during a performance. <laughs> This is from the German uh, broadcasting. So this is, was in Germany. Right, of course. But I, I'm assuming they're going to bring that the whole setup down. Oh, there. Yeah, they, yeah. oh, yeah. They have the spinning thing in Tel Aviv, yeah. I, I could just see something very, very bad, like somebody getting seriously injured or maybe even killed uh, if they make a mistake on this giant spinning platform of death. <laughs> um, the other thing I was thinking... If you're if you're German group, if you're a German anything really, stay away from black turtlenecks because that is a little bit stereotypical. Like, 
Oh my god. Like Dieter from SNL back in the day, if you remember that. You're killing me. (laughs) It's true Uh, though, right? I mean, I was like, really? Germans wearing black turtlenecks? This is so just... You're you're living the stereotype here, ladies. But but here's the main problem before we go into scoring and things like that. 50% of those sisters can't fucking sing. That's true. That's... That's my main problem with, with this. When fifty percent of your group can't fucking sing, that is a big, 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 big problem. And it seemed like the one had the choreography down of like walking in the circle because they're supposed to kind of be yeah. walking in unison, and the other one is not really. They're like, yeah, at one oh. point, she catches up with the other one, and it's like, oh my right. gosh, this is going so badly. But you, the the blonde one was the better singer, clearly, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. The, uh, the brown-haired girl, she can't fucking sing. She, that's 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 the the main problem of this. And, and the song uh, was very... Uh, I don't know what the song was about. It was kind of about feminism, but, it, but not yeah. really. I don't know. What, what did you think the song was about? Oh, I'm not sure. I just wish they stopped singing. That's the whole thing I was thinking of while they were singing. That's not a good thing. Yeah, it was kind of like... I mean, there's a lot of songs this year in Eurovision that are kind of feminist-based, but I think it's because of who, mm. what won last year. So a lot of people right. are going, oh, that's what wins, let's try something like that. And this had a lot of like uh, stuff talking about, oh, I'm being hurt by my boyfriend or uh, somebody or something like that, but my I got my sister, or my sisters, or whatever, right. James Charles. Uh, overall, I gave this a 3.0. Wow, you're more nice than me. Uh, I gave it a two. I I thought this was shit. I think maybe I would go 2.5. Maybe the fact that it was in contrast to the next song we're going to do maybe gave it... (laughs) I have no clue what you're talking about. It's the best song ever. (laughs) We're going to talk about uh, Sarah Hot from San Marino with... um, yeah, what's the title of the song, Luke? Because uh, I I forgot. I totally forgot. Can you? I don't me? remember either. No. <laughs> because it's say na 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 na. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, say na 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 na. Na 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 Oh. Yeah, the song was like the, the most trite did thing I save ever. The best, the best for last, or did I save the best for for last? This is one of the worst songs. I mean, this song had no meaning to it. Like, there's there's words in it, but they don't mean anything. It's like something about rainbows and dancing, and and then he says na na na. This yeah. this song had as much meaning as Mbop did, um, and it kind of has a similar tone to it as well. And I also wrote down the guy who's singing this is like. It, it would be like your neighbor's uh, dad when you were a little kid and he got into yes. Eurovision contest or something somehow. Uh-huh. Uh, I give this a 100 out of uh, out of 100 for cringe. Does that <laughs> count? It is one of the most cringy moments in Eurovision history. And the, and the, uh, and the song is like, say na na na. Na 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 say na 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 and I'm not fucking like exaggerating. That's the whole fucking song. 
And he also switches uh, the color of his dress six times during the video. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, we should mention it's a music video. The other one was a live yeah. performance. This one's a music video, right? Yeah, and, and, and he sounds like Leonard Cohen if Leonard Cohen had a very l little famous brother. I already gave this a one. Yeah, I gave this a one as well, Luke. <laughs> Save the worst for, for last. So, next week we have semifinals. Uh, Luke is maybe going to watch the semifinals with me, maybe? The first semifinal, maybe? Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe. I'm not really sure. I, I was so busy this week, I barely got anything done for the show this week. So, we'll see what happens next week. Hopefully, I'm a little less busy. But uh, yeah, uh, we have to vote for who we think is going to win. I'm going to give Luke three chances of guessing who he thinks is going to win. Uh, right, I said Denmark. I think I said that last week already. And I'm yeah. going to say Finland number two, maybe Australia number three, somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, my number one is Australia. My number two is actually Norway, and my number three... Hmm. I mean, in all actuality, to make this fair, you should get one guess and I should get three, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Um, I will go with Spain. Yeah. Okay. Is that the yeah. one that had the uh, the little guy with the uh, hand crown? No, that uh, was France. That was France, okay. Wow, okay. I'm surprised yeah. that's not on your list. All right. Oh, yeah. I, I gave France a 2.5. Uh, but I will tell you who's going to win. And uh, I don't like it, but the Netherlands is going to win. I'm just going to tell you now before we... Everybody's talking about Netherlands. I don't like it. You don't especially like it. So, Isn't the but, Netherlands uh, one the death metal song? No, that's oh. Iceland. Oh, okay. No, uh, yeah, Iceland, yeah. That's also very high up in the betting list, by the way. Iceland. Okay. I mean, maybe people are in a bad mood uh, the day of the voting, and then that wins. We'll see. <laughs> that would be funny but yeah next week on Tuesday is the first semifinal the second semifinal on Thursday with Norway in it and on Saturday is the final next week so we will we will gently talk about it next week who came up from the first semifinal and then we will tell you next week but uh, what will we talk about instead of Eurovision look oh we'll, we'll, we can talk about that next week I guess because we're going to talk about Eurovision next week so yeah okay okay you don't want to tease them well we're going to do another TV show that's a good enough tease I guess yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. so look Talking uh, about Facebook, uh, we have a Facebook group. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. We're not thrown out of Facebook yet. No, we are not. I, nothing really big on the Facebook I, that I remember this week. Uh, 
Uh, but we also have a email address, another digital citizen at gmail.com, which I think we've mentioned a bunch of times already. But if you want to email us there, email us there. Yeah, we haven't gotten any emails. No. No. Turn around, Luke. Have you seen any TV this week? Because, gosh darn it, I have. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was super busy, so I didn't see a whole lot this week. I just barely managed to keep up with, like, all the shows I'm currently watching. You know, keeping up to date on those shows took a lot of my time up as far as uh, TV watching this week. Just because it's really nice outside here, so I'm getting a lot done out outdoors and doing things outdoors, not spending so much time in on TV, but... Uh, I have been uh, getting... I've still been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, watching a okay. lot of that. Whenever I just have an extra second or I'm, like, making dinner or cleaning up or something like that. I think I'm on, like, the beginning of the fourth season out of nine, I believe it is. So I'm almost halfway through now. Okay. Uh, and it's it's still good. Certain episodes are better than others. I really like the Doug Judy character. That's a very funny character. Uh, I watched, uh, I will go through many things, because uh, another week with two episodes and I'm out. Uh, I think it's just uh, <laughs> some episodes I don't care about. Flinch came on Netflix this week. Uh, how do I describe Flinch? Um, it is supposed to be a, like, uh, it's cross between like a prank show a reality show and celebrity guessing show and fear factor okay yeah i've seen the and thing it, for this yeah yeah and it's extremely shit look i've seen two episodes and i'm out uh it's uk based and it's terrible uh i gave it a two um, then I saw two episodes of Lunatics, 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 on Netflix. Uh, I think this is Australian-based. Okay. Uh, it's supposed to be a, um, a, a fake documentary show about a different uh, lunatical show. Uh, uh, like, for example, uh, a guy that falls in love with a cash register, uh, a woman uh, that is uh, um, uh, a psychic to the famous dogs in South Africa. Okay. Uh, and it's so incredibly bad, I give it one and a half episode and I also give it a half point. It's extremely bad. <laughs> Alright. Two episodes and I'm out. But look, did you watch anything else? Yeah, I saw some other stuff. Okay. Like what? I saw let's see, what else did I see? Uh, I saw a TV show called State of the Union. A British TV show. Whoa, what, what's mm -hmm. going on over there? Sorry, I'm very thirsty, so I'm drinking some uh, water. It's the loudest time. water drinking I've ever heard. <laughs> what do you do? You have like an actual <laughs> giant water uh, mill, yeah. like from back in the day? You're making yes. 
grain while you're drinking your water. <laughs> um, yes, State of the Union. Very good show. Yes, yeah, it was on uh, ten minute episodes on Sun. It was on Sundance TV, so like the Sundance mm-hmm. uh, channel. Um, I thought it was very good, uh, very funny. Yes. It's a show. Uh, it's very in- independent feeling. Uh, it's about yeah. this couple who are having rocky times in the relationship. The wife cheated, and it's, it's every time, episode yeah. is like ten minutes, and it's right before they're about to go to marriage counseling. So you always yeah. start with them uh, ten minutes before they go in the door uh, to go into marriage counseling, and it's them talking to each other about what they're going to talk about. And then there's also this other couple that are always coming out of the same marriage counselor mm-hmm. right before they go in, and so it has to do with that as well. Very good. Only four episodes up right now, but there's going to be more available soon. What would you give this show? Because I also saw this. I gave it a 7.5. I give it a seven. I, I I found it very very good and very very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very very short. <clears throat> but I've seen something I think you will fucking love, uh, Luke, and it is a French Netflix uh, series called Osmosis. 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 Yeah. Have you seen this? No. Have you heard about this? I don't think so. It is uh, uh, very French, and uh, I've seen all episodes. Yeah, I've seen all all eight episodes. Um, It's a sci-fi show. Sure, all right. And the premise of the show is incredibly interesting. I almost don't want to spoil anything, but uh, it's very hard for me to talk about without uh, spoiling. Uh, but but, but uh, if you know what osmosis is, uh, you will understand what this uh, series is about. And it's, it's uh, the combinement of very very good acting with extremely good storytelling uh, and it's about this like two brilliant uh, si- siblings um, that uh, it's very like the near future uh, kind of, of French uh, thing and it's so unveiling and it's so Oh, yeah, I just love it. I okay, score? One, nine and a half out of ten. Cool, alright. Yeah. It's, Osmosis. It's only got a six out of ten on IMDb. Uh, really? Yeah, it came out in March. So it's it's like a month and a half old or something like that, but yeah. I'll have to check what it out. What did it get on 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 what did it get on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Do you know? I didn't. I did not. I just looked it up on IMDb. Ah. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, you yeah, I've got one other show I watched, uh, but I guess I'll do that right after I say Big Brother Canada finales tomorrow night, fro. So we'll cover mm-hmm. that next week. But I'm super excited for it. Uh, any guesses as to who's gonna win? No. Uh, are you up to date on it? I guess is a better question. No. 
<laughs> so yeah, of That's course fun. I don't want to. Spo- Are you going to get up to date before the finale tomorrow night? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was available on YouTube for a long time, but then all of a sudden YouTube figured that out. Uh, I don't know why Canada UK version is still on YouTube in America, but yep. Canada version all of a sudden is not available. Uh, mm. But yeah. Uh, it's been a really good season. I really think um, the big football player guy is probably going to win because he's done a really good game. Okay. But the thing, other, the last thing I saw, I guess, was a Netflix show. I, I only watched the first half of it, but it's called Dead to Me. Good, that, because that's my second, uh, that's my last thing I also seen half of. Sorry? The last thing you've seen half of? Oh, you also saw half of it. I see. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, 10 episodes, I saw 5 episodes of this. Um, at yeah. first, I saw this had come out, and I saw the name of it, and I was kind of like, uh, I'm not really interested in that, because uh, it uh, kind of sounds like other shows in the past that I wasn't interested in. Yeah. I, uh, what am I trying to think of? Uh, there's, there's some other show that like I was relating it to. I saw the preview, and I was like, eh, I'm not really interested in this. It seems more of like a girly kind of show, and it, maybe not so much for me. Uh, and then I read a description online, and I was like, oh, that does sound interesting. So I gave it a chance. It's about a um, lady whose husband gets killed, and so she's a widow. She goes to a support group. Canceling. Yeah. Support group and meets this uh, woman and all these other people. And this woman helps her uh, in the first episode kind of deal with her grief. And then uh, we find out something (laughs) crazy about this woman, and it goes from there, and it kind of builds and builds and builds. I really like how this show, um, it's it it leaves out very minute details, but then and and it'll Mm -hmm. build the story and build the story, and then it'll reveal at the end of an episode like this very small detail that all of a sudden is super important uh, to the whole storyline, but it's this very very small detail about something, and you're like, oh, well, that changes everything. I really like the way the story is built like that. Mm. What do you think? Um, I I'm not sure I'm in love with this show. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. it feel uh, it's it's okay. It's mean. I mean, I've I've seen. I think I've seen four episodes. To be honest with you, and I'm I I I wasn't like. I wasn't extremely entertained by the first episode until the ending. <laughs> right, and, <laughs> and that, I was that like, hooks. Holy fuck. Right, it hooks yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck, what are, what are they doing? Uh, but I also kind of thought that was going to happen. Somehow I wasn't super surprised by it. And it, it, it has a storytelling moment, but there's very good acting in it, and I think that saves saves it uh, with me. But the first four episodes, I would maybe give it just six point five. Uh, that's hilarious because I gave it a six point five as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. It. This is a really good show, but it has a lot of glaring errors to Dead certain time. things. Sorry. What? Yeah. It has a lot of dead time as well. There's a lot of time where could you be used better in storytelling. I didn't think that. I thought it made a bunch okay. of mistakes in, in storytelling. Like, uh, okay. the uh, 
there's certain parts. Uh, there, one one really glaring one. I'm gonna try to not ruin anything for anybody else, but the storage unit. Right. Why get her a storage unit in the same place? It doesn't make fucking yeah. any sense why you would do that. I mean, no. it makes sense storyline wise because in the future it's gonna mm. affect the story. But it, the only reason to do that is for storyline purpose. In real yeah. like logical uh, life. That would never yeah, happen. So there are happen, there's certain yeah. things where like they do things in the story just for storyline purpose, and it's so obvious that mm -hmm. that would never happen in real life. It hinders it, mm -hmm. um, and that's the only real problem I had with it. Uh, five episodes, like I said, I give it a six point five. It's above average, worth watching. I think um, women would maybe love this more than we do because it's very mm. a woman centric show. It, two women who are trying to like. Uh, bond with each other and and uh, get over the grief of their husbands and things like that. So um, maybe it would be higher score. We would give it a higher score if we were female, but I don't know. I, I that could be totally wrong, and it could get better at the very end. I could give this a higher score once it's over because if the ending is like yeah. this big giant climax, uh, this could get a higher score. So and uh, and it also is fun to see Christina Applegate do something. Uh, again, there's a lot of good uh, actors and actresses in this. Yeah. Actually, the one old guy, what's his name? He's like a very uh, famous comedian. James, James uh, Marston, no, old guy, old guy oh. in the old folks' home. Um, yes, yeah, he's very good. <laughs> he's very famous, like for. Years and years and years. Uh, Wasn't he yeah. in the Odd Couple? Uh, I think he was in the Odd Couple. Let me look this up real quick. <laughs> While Luke you're googling, um, yeah, uh, yeah, no, uh, but it, it didn't. Yeah, no, I, I. It's funny that we gave it six point five, both of us. But for, uh, but for different reasons, one. kind of. It's like we gave it six point yeah. five, but we both have different, totally different reasons as to uh, why that is. Ed Asner. Mm -hmm. There you go. Ed Asner, yes. Right. It also has James Marsden and Linda Cardelli in it, which everybody would know mm -hmm. those people, right? Yeah. But yeah, no. It's very obvious, and it's very... I don't know. Uh, I kind of like the obviousness. Go... I thought some of the obvious stuff... Well, there was one part where... Uh, there's certain things that aren't as obvious. That one example you gave, it's obvious, but I liked it in, mm. in an obvious way because it's like, I knew it was coming, and then it, it did come, but it also, um, it did it in a way where it wasn't how I expected it to be because it ended up turn. they ended up turning it around and uh, we end up with the storyline with her uh, uh, miscarriages and things like that. So they did turn that right, whole thing right. around on you, kind of. Right. Okay, let's go to the main topic, Luke. Uh, we're going to talk about transhumanism. And as I ask you when we have a main topic, what is transhumanism? It's an international physical... Uh, oh, let me, sorry, let me start that over. Transhumanism is an international movement that advocates for transformation of a human's condition by developing and making widely available sophisticated technologies to greatly enhance human intellect or physiology. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing to be scared of if you're not a Christian. <laughs> well, I think that's kind of... 
debatable one way or another. There's a lot of things to cover here. We're not going to be able to cover everything that transhumanism covers here on in whatever 40 minutes that we're going to do on this topic because there's so much to cover here. Yeah, because uh, transhumanism thinkers study the potential benefits and dangers of emerging technologies that would overcome fundamental human limitations as well as ethical limitations of using such technology. The most common transhumanism thesis is that human beings will eventually become uh, able to transform themselves into different beings with the ability so greatly expanding from the current condition as to merit the label of post-human beings. Right, so this is kind of an interesting thing to go into right away, is that transhumanism is kind of the movement Transhuman is somebody who's like half human and half technological robot, cyborg, whatever you want to call it. And then a post-human is somebody who's no longer human, has made the transition from human to some kind of beyond cyborg. There are different versions of what that could be, whether it be... uh, Well, we'll get into that in a second. Right. Uh, the contemporary meaning of transhumanism was foreshadowed by one of the first professors of futurology uh, who taught new concepts of human the new to- who taught new concepts of the human at the new school in the 1960s uh, when he began to identify people who uh, adopted technology lifestyles and worldviews transitional to post-humanity as transhuman uh, the assertion would lay the intellectual groundwork for British philosopher Max Moore, so this guy is kind of the uh, founder of this whole movement, to begin articula- articulating the principles of transhumanism as a futurist, futurist philosophy in 1990 and organizing in California an intelligentsia that has since grown into a worldwide transhumanist movement. Uh, influenced by the seminal works of science fiction, the transhumanist vision of transforming future humanity has attracted many supporters and detractors from a wide range of perspectives, uh, including philosophy and religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to go to the other website uh, to do most of the rest of this, if, if this is fine, with, if that's fine with you, Fro, unless you have anything else you want to cover on here. No. Because we have uh, another website, and it's called whatistranshumanism.org. That is, one, in one word, whatistranshumanism.org. Right, and we, if you go there, there's actually a quote from Max Moore, the kind of uh, originator of this. I think that's a great place to start on this, but transhumanism is a class of philosophies Uh, of life that seeks the continuation and acceleration of the evolution of intelligent life beyond its current human form and human human limitations by means of science and technology guided by life-promoting principles and values. Right, and a transhumanity uh, plus firmly defined based on uh, Max Moore's original definition as follows. The intellectual and cultural movement that affirms the possibility and uh, desirability of 
fundamentally improving the human condition through applied reasons, especially by developing and making widely available technology to eliminating aging to greatly enhance human intellectually, uh, intellectual, physiological, and psychological capacities. And two, the study of the ramifications, promise, and potential dangers of technologies that will enable us to overcome the fundamental human limitations and the related studies of ethical matters involved with the developing and using such technologies. All right, I think developing the development is a good place to go next as far as developing these technologies. Uh, so if you go down to the transhumanist FAQ, if you just... Um, Scroll down, it's kind of got a, uh, on this same page, Fro, it's got a mm -hmm. uh, kind of, what do you call this, uh, it's, it shows you all the things that are in this uh, document, but if you go to, won't these developments take thousands or even millions of years? See that? Yeah. Uh, it's often very hard to predict how long a certain technology development will take. The moon landing happened sooner than most people had expected, but fusion energy still eludes us after half a century of anticipation. The difficulty in forecasting the time timing uh, lies partly in the possibility of unsuspected, oh, unexpected technological obstacles, and partly in fact uh, that the rate of progress depends on the level of funding, which in turn depends on hard to predict economic and political factors. Therefore, one can, in many cases, uh, give good grounds for thinking that technology will eventually be developed. Uh, one can usually only make informed guesses as to how long it will take. Uh, so mm. they're saying it could be next week, or it could be in a few hundred years or thousands of years. Uh, the vast majority of transhumanists think that superintelligence and nanotechnology will be developed in less than 100 years, and many predict that that will help in, happen well within the first third of this century we're currently in. Uh, once there is both nanotechnology and superintelligence, a very wide range of special applications will follow swiftly. Right, because if we have this super techno uh, superintelligence, technology, once we develop that, technology is going to increase at, uh, you know, a hundredfold, if that makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. It would be possible to give a long list of examples where, where people in the past have uh, solemnly declared that something uh, was technically absolutely impossible. The secrets of flight will not be mastered within our lifetime, not within a thousand years. We'll build rights set in 1901. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that quote. Was, yeah, I, I love that quote. And he was the inventor of the airplane. Um, and also socially irrelevant. There's no reason why uh, anyone would want a computer in their home. Ken Olson said, President, Chairman, and Founder of the Digital Equipment Corporation in 1977. And only to see a few years later, however, one could uh, give an actual long list of cases predicting breakthrough that fail to occur or cure. I think the one thing we could go to is hoverboard, how that was like predicted. Flying cars. Flying cars is a very, very good example. 
of technology that everybody talks about we would have in the year 2000 and not have right. at all. Uh, exactly. But I, I think there's multiple reasons for that, though, as far as, like, traffic laws and everything else. But that's right, what it's right, saying. It's, like, right. social and economic factors go into the advancement of technology that we don't consider. Like, even if it's possible, uh, sometimes ethically, is it is, is it right to do? Like, those Chinese scientists that put uh, blah, 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 human genes into monkeys and they got arrested recently. Mm-hmm. It's like, is that... It, you can do it. Is it ethically right to do that? <laughs> Should we go to how can I use transhumanism in my own life? Sure, if you want to go there next. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you want to take that? Well, transhumanism has been known to cross over with academic agendas, ethical philosophies, and political causes and artistic movements as well, transhumanism is not a lifestyle, a religion, or a self-help guide. Transhumanism can tell you what kind of music to, can't tell you what kind of music to listen to, which hobbies to pursue, who to marry, or how to live your life any more than, say, uh, being a member of Amnesty International or studying <laughs> molecular biology could help you see these things. <laughs> I love those two examples. <laughs> Yeah, you're saying Amnesty International is not the marrying counseling? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. That's probably it for there. I think going. How could I become a post-human is a good place to go next. Mm-hmm. At present, there's no manner by which any human can become a post-human. This is primary reason for. Uh, uh, this is the primary reason for the strong interest in life ex- uh, extension and cryonics among transhumanism. Those who us, uh, live long en- enough to witness currently foreseeable technology come to frustration m- uh, uh, may-, may... Sorry? Fruition. Fruition, thank you. Uh, may get a chance to become... Uh, uh, post-human. All through, there are no guarantees of success. There are uh, some things that are, can be done on an individual level that will improve the odds a bit. And here's a list. Live, live healthy and avoid unnecessary risks. Okay? Mm-hmm. Sign up for cryonics. Right. Okay. No thanks. Uh, keep abreast of current research and save money uh, so that you can afford future life extension treatment when it comes available. That's very good. <laughs> yeah, because it will not be for poor people. I think we should do cryonics someday as a main topic. I'm, I actually found a place called the Cryonics Institute, so I'm just oh, yeah, going to yeah. save that for later. <laughs> there's uh, there there's even talk of it in Norway. There's a very famous Norwegian that uh, uh, went into cryonics. Well, yeah. There's always the the oldest rumor here is uh, Walt Disney was put in. On, yeah, I think that everybody. Speaking of Walt Disney, uh, do transhumanists advocate eugenics? I don't know if anybody knows anything mm-hmm. about Walt Disney, but he kind of was a jerk. Um, <laughs> eugenics is narrowly, uh, in in the narrow sense, refers to a pre World War II movement in Europe and United States uh, involuntarily sterilized the genetically unfit and encouraged 
breeding of genetically advantaged. These ideas are entirely contrary to the tolerant humanistic and scientific tendencies of transhumanism. In addition to con condemning the uh, coercion involved in such policies, transhumanists strongly reject the radicalist and classist assumptions on which they were based, along with the notion that eugenics improvements could be accomplished in a practically meaningful time frame through selective human breeding. Transhumanists uphold the principles of bodily autonomy and create uh, pre-creative, uh, oh, procreative, not pre-creative, procreative liberty. Uh, parents must be allowed to choose for themselves whether to reproduce, how to reproduce, and what technology methods they use for reproduction. So anybody who thinks that this is has any relation to uh, eugenics, uh, this they're saying that it is actually in the exact opposite almost of eugenics, uh, but people definitely do relate it to that. We'll get that into that in a minute once we get to reli the religion aspect of it, which Fro sent me a thing on. <laughs> yes. Are these future technologies very risky? Could it even cause our extension is a good question. And I love the answer here. Yes! <laughs> and this implies an urgent need to analyze the risk before materialize and take steps to reducing them. Biotechnology, nanotechnology, and artificial intelligence pose especially serious risk of uh, accidents and, and, and abuse. So yeah. they even t say it could, could be risky. Right, if and you go to the next one, it says, if, tech, if these technologies are so dangerous, should they, should they be banned? Uh, mm -hmm. The position that we ought to relinquish research into robotics, genetics, engineering, and nanotechnology has been advocated by Bill Joy. Joy argues that some of the future applications of these technologies are so dangerous that research in those fields should be stopped, partly because of Joy's previously technophilatic credentials. Uh, his article, which appeared in Wired Man Magazine, uh, attracted a great deal of attention. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, they, yeah. So it, it could be very dangerous. Yeah, there's there, that, but that kind of was in their original philosophy. If you read you know, when we, you you said uh, Max Moore's uh, two main things, the second one was the study of the ramifications, promises, and potential right. dangers of these technologies. So that actually is mm -hmm. in their whole philosophy uh, as to uh, the, as they move along in that whole thing. It's. Uh, Where's a good place to go next? I guess I'll pick. Uh, what will post-humans or super-intelligent machines pose a threat to humans who are not already augmented? You see that one, Fro? Yep. Human society is always at risk from some group uh, deciding to view another group of humans as fit for slavery or slaughter. To counteract such tendencies, modern society have created laws and endowed them with uh, the powers of enforcement uh, from institutions that act to prevent groups of citizens from assaulting each other. Uh, these institutions do not depend on all citizens having equal capacity. Uh, modern peaceful societies have large numbers of people with diminished physical or mental capacities, along with many others who may be exponentially physically stronger or healthier or intellectually talented in various ways. Adding people with technologically advanced uh, enhanced capabilities 
to this already broad distribution of abilities would not necessarily rip apart, rip apart, uh, rip apart society or trigger genocide or enslavement. I guess that's a good point. Mm. I always thought that was a big thing to talk about as far as like, if we were to move into another, if we were to move from, if, if we were able to put our brain into a robot and there were robot people that were like these superhumans and then there's just regular humans, uh, there's going to be two different classes of people. Uh, is there going to be a new kind of racism that emerges where it's like the robots are racist to the regular people and the regular people are racist to the robots? You know what I mean, from? <laughs> or with aliens, if aliens came down and they were nice, would there be racist <laughs> people towards aliens? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's an interesting question to pose, and they're and they're suggesting that we already have laws and things that cover that as far as um, human right laws, rights laws, and things like that. So we already have laws for it. Uh, we would just use those laws to enforce it onto the, these superhumans. Hey, should we go and uh, say see what uh, some weird Christians say about this? Yeah, but before we do, let me do uploading. Because this is what okay. I was just top talking about. And then we'll go straight to what you're talking about. Uh, uploading sometimes called downloading. Mind uploading or brain reconstruction is the process of transferring an intellect from a biological brain to a computer. Uh, one way of doing this might be first scanning the simple... Uh, the structure of the of a particular brain and implementing the same computations into an electronic medium or like an electronic brain. So that's one of their ways of uh, as far as transhumanism goes. Should we now go to end dash bible dash prophecy? No, nope, you skipped something. Sorry, end dash times dash bible dash prophecy dot com. There you go. Yes. Sorry, sorry, so, so, sorry, old Christian that still listens to this show. Uh, as the world draws closer and closer to the day of Christ's return, can't you wait for that look? <laughs> Special pace and technology change will play an increasing role in the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Hey, isn't that good? We're helping the Christians, Luke. Well, they're, they know about this, and so uh, they need to use it to put it into their uh, <laughs> prophecies so that if one of their flock, and I say that with quotes, sees something about transhumanism, then they can go back and, and have something to reference so that they don't lose them from the flock. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. The development of technology society... Molecular manufacturing, artificial intelligence, and quantum computing will trigger unwrapped and radical changes to the global economic, social, and geopolitical landscape. The acceleration and magnitude of development of this powerful technology will dwarf uh, the industrial revolution in size and scale. Pursuing such change, the world should note various Philosophical, philosophical, and political movements uh, which emerged during the industrial revolution: Darwinism, Marxism, communism, fascism, and economics will. Um, uh, That's eugenics, will all, which I was just talking it, about. Yeah. Yes, will emerge within short decades. 
can't wait to tell talk to our governments about this. Uh, <laughs> Industrial revolution uh, was absolutely uh, not necessary, nor was uh, the cause of the rise of popularity for each of this movement. It did deserve and amplify their influence. So they go into the what is transhumanism, blah blah blah. Right. Well, um, what they're saying is they're <coughs> they're comparing the industrial revolution to what they call the technological revolution, which they say right. is the transhumanist movement. Uh, and it says here the tr- the definition. Oh, we already did that actually. Uh, it says the noble goals of transhumanism. After all. Uh, after all, who could be against ending disability, suffering, disease, aging, or involuntary death? Uh, these goals seem noble, they say. Yet the aforementioned f- f- philosophical, f- physiological, why can I not say this? <sighs> it's, it's hard. Physiological, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the political movements yeah. of the Industrial Revolution such as Marxism, fascism, and communism, and eugenics, all had similar utopian goals. Uh, <laughs> so they're they're saying that transhumanism, just like eugenics, like we just covered in the other thing, uh, transhumanists don't believe it is. Uh, despite their promises, the real-world application of each resulted in unprecedented death and destruction. If transhumanism movement takes flight, it result it will result in more of the same. Uh, why? Because all of these movements fail to address the root cause of the current human condition, the sinful nature of man. Instead, <laughs> placing God at the center, each of these movements places extraordinary men at the center, whether through means of ruling elite class, master race, or the evolutionary development of human beings into better things. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Instead of placing God at the center, it placed... Extraordinary men? Um, wouldn't that be Jesus, bro? <laughs> As humanism in Bible prophecy, this is the fun part. The Bible has a lot to say of our future. Approximately 3,000 years ago, King David wrote about the heart of men prior to the glorious appearing of Jesus Christ as one as men prepared to free themselves from God's slavery. Uh, who do the nation rage? Why do people waste their time with fertile plants? The king of earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his uh, anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from this slavery. But uh, the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs them. This is from Psalms uh, 2, 1-4. to four. So the plan of, uh, of end of humanity is one of a uh, 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 moist towards God. Humanity will view itself limitations as arbitrary obstacles eradicated by God. As a result, humanity will prepare for battle against the Lord as an effort to break the shackles and provide the oppressors, Luke. All right, it says here, ultimately the transhuman agenda is nothing new. The transhumanist movement seeks human immortality, the end of suffering, 
end of starvation, the end of disease, and the end of dis disabilities. While some humans will achieve these goals through the blood of Christ, uh, all of these hopes are realized in heaven. So essentially the transhumanist agenda is one that seeks to achieve heaven on earth. So that, that's their, that's the Christian standpoint on transhumanism, I guess. <laughs> yep. So, what do you think about this? Right, I mean, the, there's inter there's whole things we didn't go into about this, like virtual reality, the whole idea of a matrix kind of thing, where mm -hmm. we create a whole new matrix world that we uh, insert our consciousness into, and then everybody does that to where we create this whole new matrix world, and that could be the I idea of post-human, you know what I mean, Fro? Loading yourself mm. into another human being, uh, or another human kind of body with like a maybe a uh, electronic brain is another idea. Another idea Being would be Gen John Malkovich is a very very good movie to watch about that. Loading like into... your consciousness yeah. into a robot, I guess, is another idea. Yep. Another idea would be. Uh, some kind of combination where you load your consciousness into a human be a cyborg being that would be able to live forever. Um, there's a lot of different ways transhumanism could go. Uh, even just right now, people are experimenting with putting different implants in themselves and things like that to try to boost different uh, sensor senses and different things like that. People putting magnets in their fingers so that they can mm -hmm. use their fingers to pick up metal things. Um, I would not recommend that, but these are all things that could, uh, that could lead to something of a transhumanist future. Uh, what do you think about this, bro? I don't think it's uh, as dangerous as uh, the Christians would have it to. I think this uh, technology, I, I think of this many times myself. When I was born, there was no internet, there was... Uh, we only had landlines. We had just nothing called computers. Like computers came when I was in in school. I remember like playing with my Commodore sixty four machine, mm -hmm. playing Pong, and thinking that was the most amazing thing we have ever seen. So I think trying to stop technology. We have come. I've I've said this before on this podcast. The point of no no return. Technology has come to be so advanced. So this is just another normal step into something. I think we will deal in fifty years. We will laugh. Oh, <laughs> we didn't have this under our skin. Look how much better our life has become uh, after those 50 years. Because 50 years ago, like, there was nothing like ADSL dial-up modem. There was no way of communicating on Skype, making podcasts about stupid things like uh, Bill Clinton and Chelsea Clinton is going to do. So, I mean, the technology has come so far that we are just this is just a normal good step uh, and I think transhumanism is is that good uh, robot step do I think it's scary yeah 
But do I think it's evolution? I think it's better than the evolution that the Christianity faith I think is self-hoping for. I, I don't know if it's evolution. Is it evolution? I think that's debatable, whether it's evolution. Mm. It, is it man-made evolution? Maybe. It's man-made evolution, I think. Sure. I, I think the, cool, the, the most interesting thing of this whole idea is the idea of superintelligence or being able to mm. create a brain that can... Like we, our our brains have a compute a computing capacity of what a, of what a brain could do. Some people have more, like they're smarter. Like, you know what I mean? Like a, I'm trying to think, a, like a Elon Musk or a, a, a Neil deGrasse Tyson or a whoever, somebody really smart. Right. They have a higher brain capacity as far as functioning goes. But if we were all to get some kind of chip or some kind of electronic brain that was able to, everybody who had this brain had like the super fast super intelligence that you would be able to just instantly do math that's way too hard for anybody to do just in your head automatically or even maybe being able to telecommunicate with each other like if you had a computer brain and somebody else did you could bluetooth shit back and forth you know what i'm saying yep and and even like maybe even there would be a cloud where everybody's brain, you'd be able to go into the cloud and get any information you want, kind of like we do with the internet now, but you'd just be able to think about it, and it would go into the cloud and pull that information out for you. That's crazy to think about, and once that happens, what you're saying is, like, it would be a slow thing, but once that super intelligence happens, bro, the, um, the technology advancement would happen so quickly because we'd be able yep. to create things that we would never be able to create before, With it, especially if we were also using some kind of AI. Um, right. The advancement would be so fast uh, that there would be it would be nothing like we've ever seen com before, except for maybe like they compared it to the Industrial Revolution. I don't know. That's my well, final thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Where does this lay on the crisis scale? Is this crazy at all? I I think there's certain things about this are crazy, but I don't think it's super. Cr I'm gonna give it a f five point five. I will give it a four. And that's our final talk. Actually, Let's I got one on. thing to, to run oh. through. Just kind of a very final thought. Uh, that's in the what is uh, transhumanism.org thing. Uh, how does transhumanism relate to religion? I think it's a good thing to wrap up on. Transhumanism oh, is a perfect. philosophy and cultural movement concerned with promoting responsible ways of using technology and enhancing human capacities and to increase the scope of human flourishing. While not a religion, transhumanism might serve f a few of the same functions that people have traditionally sought in religion. It also offers a sense of direction and purpose and suggests a vision that humans can achieve something greater than our present condition. Movies! I watched a movie this week. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this look. It's called Pet Cemetery, 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. How was it? Uh, it was very, 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 very predictable. <laughs> well, it's a remake of a movie you've already seen, so... <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I I was like, oh, it has gotten okay reviews. I am an okay fan of the first one. Uh, there's a cameo there that's very funny, uh, but I gave this movie a 5 out of 5 look. Really? Yeah. I'm still excited five to see it. Ten, ten minutes. I mean, five out of ten. Yeah, five out of ten. It was just okay. 
I mean, the third Rock from the Sun character, I never remember his name, actor. Third Rock from the the Sun? Yeah. Oh, John Lithgow. John Lithgow, yeah. I like him. But uh, other than that, I like the ending. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Five, five, okay, I will give it a 5.5 then. Okay. A little sure. A little more better than than normal. But uh yeah, we watched something we both didn't know that we would watch the same thing. What watch did you watch on the Netflix this week, Luke? I kinda knew you were gonna watch this. I mean I just assumed just because of the, what it's about and everything else, but we bo- both watched Knock Down the House on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, about the last elections here in America in the United States, Mm -hmm. and mostly focusing on the Justice Democrats who won, including uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and a few other people, Um, and then Mm -hmm. it also focused on some of the people who didn't win. But this was done, all shot while the election was happening, so it's kind of the behind the scenes, and um, I thought it was very interesting. I'd almost compare it to Wrestling with the Shadows, the Bret, uh, Bret Hart, documentary if you ever saw that right right where it's like it's behind the scenes before something happened that nobody could have predicted which was the uh aoc win and in the wrestling with the shadows it's of course the montreal screw job uh if people know about wrestling otherwise this reference is for nothing but um (laughs) i thought this was a very very good documentary i mean i just I was a ba- I was a huge baby and basically cried through the whole thing because it was very moving just to see. I don't know, maybe it's because I was in the movement at the time and everything else, and so it was very good to see for me. Yeah, no, I uh, in Norwegian it's called Kampen om Kongressen, uh, fight for the Congress. It's it's called in, in ah, Norwegian. okay, cool. Very very bad translated. Uh, but yeah, I will. I will say it was one minute, one hour and twenty-seven minutes, and I, I, I fucking cried. I fucking cried so many times during this. I was sobbing, sobbing in watching a documentary. But uh, I, I, I fucking loved it. It was amazing, and it was. It's even more amazing thinking of how she. We we talked about Alejandro Lucas Cortez uh, being talked about in Fox News over like six thousand times or whatever it was. Oh right, yeah, recently, yeah, uh, yeah, recently, and see how fucking strong this woman is. I have so much more respect for. Uh, Cortez after this documentary. Uh, I, really I gave it a nine. Yeah, so very close to each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was very standard documentary uh, as far as documentaries go. It wasn't anything super special or uh, like you know documentary wise, but the content was amazing oh. and the fact that they got all of it, all this footage before knowing that it, how it was going to end up. Like if no none of what? these women would have won. This documentary would have never been made, and it would have just been a waste of time. You know what I'm saying, Fro? Mm-hmm. So you got to commend mm-hmm. that, especially the dedication to it. Yeah, taking a chance in the first, first, yeah, 
just taking a chance that w- this will happen. Oh, such an amazing, amazing, amazing movie. I'm going to guess that we are going to cry as much, but uh, we're going to watch the uh, trailer for Ugly, U- Ugly Dolls right now. Best X Films. This summer to a magical place. Mm-hmm. We're weird. I feel like I haven't heard movie guy voice in a long time on trailers. Yeah. And beauty is more. Feels like the nineties. Good morning, ugly bear. Very cool animation style. Oh, it's all song. I get it. I would hate this movie. I can already tell. Yep. Yep. Oh, they live in Uglyville. But the animation is very cool. Yeah, the animation is pretty cool. What the hell is just happening there? Why was he being punched by... punching bags? Oh, you know it's cool when there's skateboarding in it, bro. It's for the kids. <laughs> I don't understand why they still don't understand how a skateboard looks in cartoons. Like, I understand in like the 90s and the 80s, they didn't understand, but skateboards have been around long enough. They should have a tail, a nose and a tail, like skateboards regularly do. Well, it lost me while. Uh, for saying that Pitbull is in this movie. I lost all respect for this movie. What, you're not a Pitbull fan from? I'm not. It's also got Kelly Clarkson, Nick Jonas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. Pitbull. <laughs> and Pitbull, of course. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got Wanda Sykes. Hey, Wanda Sykes is okay. Hey, look. What, what? is this... Uh, Oscar-nominated movie all about. In the adorably different town of Uglyville, weirdness is celebrated, strangeness is special, and beauty is embraced as more than meets the eye. After traveling to the other side of a mountain, Moxie and her ugly doll friends discover perfection, a town where uh, more conventional dolls receive training before they enter the real world to find the love of a child. Oh. Oh my god. Wait, so... Luke. Yeah? I've seen this movie, haven't I? <laughs> Luke, you can go to UglyDollsFactory.com and actually make your own Ugly Doll. Oh, I think this was already a brand, and they're making a movie out of the, out of the dolls. I think they were toys first. I could my be wrong, though. God, yes, they were. Yeah. I am seeing I'm seeing it on, on Wikipedia. You... you Ugly doll is branded based upon a series of plush dolls began an ID from a long distance letter between the creators David uh, Hoffel and Sung Young Kim. The ugly doll line was launched in February of 2001 and awarded the specialty toy of year award by the toy industry association in 2006. Right. Never even heard of them. But you know what this movie is Never, ever heard of this. Do you know what movie this already is? It's it's Nightmare Before Christmas. 
Go back and oh, read yeah. that description again. They find this other city where oh, yeah. it's perfect, the perfect world on the other side, and they want to yeah. go over there. It's Nightmare Before Christmas. They just stole the plot line. So uh, what did it get on IMDb and things like that? Oh, right. I already went out of there because I'm a moron. Do you have it up? Okay, I got it. 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, 39% on Metacritic. 76% of Google users enjoyed this film. So, yeah. Low scores. Low scores. I found some uh, very good uh, user things, but I I usually don't do this. But I, I, I wanted to read uh, Johnny Oleski from the New York Post. Okay. Because I never, I never read... The New York Post in my entire life, I must admit. Well, it's a Republican uh, rag. So, uh, yes, not a very good reputable fine. reputable newspaper, but that's fine. Okay. Uh, the message of the screechy new kids movie, Ugly Dolls, may uh, appear to be yourself, but the real takeaway is buy our merch. The corporate creed and particularly notable in this latest movie about popular supermarket toy because the story is incepted and creatively lacking. The script is garbage, the white acting is wooden, the songs is is as infectious and deadly as as the Mr. Softy Chico. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what? (laughs) As deadly as the Mr. Softy jingle. Right. Have you ever, have you never heard the Mr. Softy jingle? No, it took me a second to remember that that was from The Simpsons, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, he also says that longing for more a group red, uh, led by hyped up Moxie skips town and stumbles into the two institute of perfection a faraway school where toy learns to uh, uh, be wanted basically training become to be brat dogs led by uber cool blue sneaky walls by nick jonas uh yeah ugly dolls is consecutive pixie sticks of a movie meant only for the youngest types like glimmer in their parents young eyes so he didn't like it. Okay, I got a, I got a good one and a bad one, I guess. Let's see. Actually, I got one that's not really a review. I'll start out with Rod Pentikoff. No 3D equals no sale. Why is an animated movie only being released in 2D? Are you showing it in? <laughs> are you also showing it in black and white too? I really. <laughs> I really wanted to see this, but a hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most stupid thing I have ever heard in my life. Isn't 3D already, like, passe, kind of? I think we've yeah. gone past the 3D, real D fa- phase of, like, nobody really cares that much. Like, some people want to see certain movies that way, but I don't think it, a lot of people care if it's 2D or 3D anymore. But uh, G. G. Allen Johnson from the San Francisco Chronicle says, Ugly Dolls is mind-numbing, low-rent version of Toy Story that sacramine songs and plot echoes of, no kidding, the Holocaust, giving it one of four star, uh, one of four. So, 
I got a good one, I guess. Uh, Yang Gray says, uh, Ugly Dolls is the best movie ever. Please notice me because really? I support this movie forever. Uh, yep. Forever. Yeah. And forever. then Janice. All this year? I have no idea. Uh, I think I'm. What I, I'm pretty sure it's the. It's that English isn't her first language. Is what's going on there. Um, Janice Hingrelman. Hingrelmgren. H J E L M G R E N. Hingrelman. Um. I took my daughters to the movies, especially to hear the Why We Why Don't We song and to read the names in the credits, except the song and the credits were missing. We liked the movie until uh, Why Don't We was missing. So apparently there was a song in the trailer that these kids were super excited for, and they cut it from the movie. <laughs> mm. uh, someone gave it four and a half stars on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't understand why this critic is acting like it's crap. Because its marketing doesn't even come in close doing that. This movie was amazing with a great message given as teenager. It's great movie to watch. The only cringe scene is when one of the characters starts dancing in front of the merch dog. All right, let's okay. do some other movies that came out last week. El Chicano, I'll start out with. El Chicano. When an LAPD detective, Diego Hernandez, is assigned a career-making case investigating a vicious cartel, he uncovers links to his brother's supposed suicide Ooh. and a turf battle that is about to swallow his neighborhood. Uh, that's good enough, I guess. 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 42% on Rotten Tomatoes, 47% on Metacritic. This is like a superhero... I'm seeing here Latinx superhero film, uh, drama fantasy... Uh, starring David Castagnanda, Amy Garcia, oh, George Lopez. Yeah, I get that guy uh, there. Ooh, ooh, oh, oh. Um, the Intruder 2019, directed by Damon Taylor with Dennis Quaid, make it good Michael Early. Um... As a young married couple uh, buy a beautiful house uh, on several acres of, for fuck's sake, why is this so hard to read? Uh, uh, oh, uh, a young married couple buy a beautiful house on several acres of land only to find out the man they bought it from refuses to let go of the property. It has gotten a 4.3 out of 10 on IMDb, a whopping 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 38% on Metacritic. Also, 83% of Google users like this matter. It's got Dennis Quaid in it. Uh, and yeah. Megan Good. And Michael... I e said that. Oh, you did already? Okay. Yeah. I was not listening. I was... Moving on to the next movie already, Long Shot. Uh, Fred Flonsky is a gifted and free-spirited journalist who has the knack for getting into trouble. Charlotte Field is one of the most influential women in the world, a smart, sophisticated, and accomplished politician. When Fred unexpectedly runs into Charlotte, he soon realizes that she was his former babysitter and childhood crush. Uh, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 42% on Rotten Tomatoes, 67 
50% on Metacritic, 81% of Google users liked it. Charlize Theron uh, is in this. Randy Orton, professional wrestler, yeah. is in this film. Um, little Yachi is, of course, in this film. And Seth Rogen. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, and yeah, and Seth Rogen as well. I, yeah. Of course. And yeah. Alexander Skarsgård is actually in this as well. Ah, okay. Isn't it directed by uh, Seth Rogen as well? Uh, directed by Jonathan Levine. Okay. Yes, I'm seeing here. But it actually is starring Andy Serkis. <laughs> so that's weird. Weird. Maybe he, maybe he came over making that fucking Mowgli movie. Yeah, maybe he like made a deal with somebody and was like, yeah, I'll be in your movie if you be in my movie or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, have you heard of audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen? Yeah, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Yeah. Go get a free book uh, and a free trial. Yeah. Uh Yep. Do you know what uh, what I got from Audible trial uh, this week? What was that? I bought uh, The Handmaiden's Tale, the book. I have now seen three seasons of it. Uh, two seasons of it? Two or three seasons. I, I never forget. Or, or, I never remember, I mean. I want to say there's two. So I, in, that's what I'm thinking in my head, but I could be wrong because I don't watch it. So. I, I also, I also think it's two. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Handmaiden Stanley. Yeah, I decided I wanted to read it now. It's uh, written by uh, Margaret Atwood, but uh, it uh, it has a very, very, very good read by Claire Danes. Oh, cool. I love Claire Danes. Yeah, she reads the whole book. It's amazing. So, I recommend getting that. And it's also 12 hours and 6 minutes. So, get it. Uh, and you can, uh, even if you buy that book with uh, audible.com slash another digital system and cancel, you can keep that book for your life. That's audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Uh, yeah. Something we forgot. Which movie do you want to see this week, Frump? Uh, to be honest, none of them, but uh, Longshot, I guess. That was the one. I, I, I said that last week when we did the movie bet, but that's the only one I really want to see out of these. I don't know. El Chicano might be good, but I, I'm not really a superhero movie guy, so probably not. Oh. I know which one I least want to watch. <laughs> what, The Intruder? That's what I was thinking. No, Ugly Dolls. See, I think I'd I rather was... see Ugly Dolls than Intruder, to be honest. But that's really? Yeah. Wow. You hate musicals. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. I forgot about the musical aspect of it. Mm. Intruder does look really bad, though. Do you have a picture you want to show me? Oh, yeah. Okay, let me post that up for you. Actually, I'm going to post two things up. We'll go to the... That one's... We'll do the one that I just posted after we do the picture. Yeah. Okay. Girl, it's... Uh, we'll do that uh, We'll do that in a second. Let's do the picture yeah. first. There was this another school shooting here in America. Very sad, Fro. Um, oh, no. 
but scroll down a little bit. We're not going to talk about this article at all. Scroll down until you see a picture of a school bus. Okay, yeah. And I want you to read the the uh, caption at the bottom there. Students are escorted to school in front of a STEM school Highland Ranch after shooting some... Right, it says students are, esca- are escorted to school... Uh, to a school bus in front of uh, the high school. Does this look like he's escorting somebody? (laughs) I don't know what escorting Uh is to uh, people in other parts of the world, but (laughs) being escorted with an automatic weapon and looks like he's yelling at this kid. The kid, like, just by his posture, looks like he's on the defensive, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they label it as he's escorting him to the school bus. That's not what's going on in this picture. (laughs) Sorry. Very sad uh-huh. story, though, again, and actually very close to the uh, Columbine School. Very close, actually. Very sad. Uh-huh. Another story we kind of di- didn't talk about, but I'm sure we're going to talk about in the f- future. We sent uh, aircraft carriers t- uh, off the coast of Iran, Fro. Mm. So that Iran war looks like it's uh, getting closer and closer. So maybe we'll cover uh, what what's going on in Iran next week. Uh, now let's go to the silly video I found. I just wanted to do it because I was like, this could be interesting. I haven't watched it yet, but it, it looks like it could be a funny video. Girl eats one kilo of burrito in under two minutes. It's uh, labeled as. This is Nella Caesar. Never heard of her in my entire life. She's act- She's also a model, if you can't tell. She's uh, a very attractive girl. Oh, yeah. But, but she... Very small as well, very skinny. So eating a one yeah. kilogram burrito. All right, let's check this out. Give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. Okay, we're starting at three minutes. So. Right, so timer here. And three, two, one. Really? <laughs> wow. This is the part where it gets interesting. It's like, where is the food going? <laughs> I don't see her swallowing. Do you see any swallowing happening? No. no. She's just stuffing it in her face and it's just disappearing into her mouth and like there, she's not swallowing. Where is it going? Oh my god. I guess she has some ability to like chew and swallow at the same time. Like it must be a, ta- a fairly talent. Uh, must take a little bit of talent or maybe. I don't know. Maybe pe- some people are built different ways. Holy This uh, girl doesn't have any gag reflex. That's for sure. Yeah, it, it's got to just be sliding down the down her throat. It she's it definitely messy at this point. It's all over her face. It's all over the table. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. She kind of looks like like if a two year old was eating a burrito though, because it's like all. Over the <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And she finally takes a drink of water after that. Drink of water, yeah. Oh my god. Black beans just everywhere. Look at look at her hands. Fuck they are dirty. Oh. I guess leave no doubt. Oh. <laughs> She's kinda of cleaning the stuff off the table now. Oh my god. I want to date this girl. 
Mm. Done. Done. I'm... One minute, 56 uh, minutes. One hour, 60. No, one minute, 56 what? seconds, 35 hundredths of a second is what it is. Yeah. Wow. That is fast. One kilo of burrito. That's a lot of burrito. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I hope she washed her hands. Yeah, she did. Okay, cool. Let's stop it there. Oh, yeah, I already stopped it. It's okay. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. recommend... Uh, she doesn't upload very much, but I saw that... Uh, last night, right before I went to bed, I saw that video get posted, and I was like, two minutes? That's, like, perfect for the podcast. We'll watch it on the podcast. <laughs> So what is going to happen next uh, tomorrow, Luke, that we will definitely cover on the podcast tomorrow <laughs> on the next week? Is there anything? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, Nothing, I guess. So, something is going to happen tomorrow. We all know something is going to happen tomorrow when we don't have the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it <laughs> so will. <have> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Norway's... Uh, semi-final is on Thursday, of course it is. <laughs> Next uh, Thursday, not this coming Thursday. But... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, so we will cover news of the week. We will talk very swiftly about Eurovision, I promise. Yeah, uh, we will almost not cover it. We will do uh, another digital review of uh, Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu, do you have any interest in this movie whatsoever? Uh, no. I, I barely ever played... Like, I think I played one Pokemon game once, and I never finished it. I, I was never really a big fan, I guess. I think it was, like, a little... Okay. Ahe- I, I was a little ahead, like, as far as age-wise goes, to when right. uh, Pokemon came out, so... Uh, I know the song in Norwegian because my younger brothers uh, came every like Saturday when I was sleeping over at my dad's place when the kids were small. They come down to the basement because there was the TV and watched it every morning. So I had to forcefully watch. Och fånga såna rare dyr som bor i en ball. Pokémon! Yes, that's the Norwegian version of the Pokémon theme, if you ever wondered. And if you have six, seen it 6,000 billion times on a Saturday night, you, uh, in the Saturday morning, you know. So, uh, but it, it's, it was awful. But I can't wait to, to talk about it, actually. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting because it's one of the movies that's on our movie bed as well. So, yeah. <clears throat> Do you find uh, some news? Now? I just sent you this article because I posted on our Facebook. Traces of cocaine found in UK shrimp. So if you're eating shrimp in the in the in the UK uh, a lot, and your job Ooh. requires drug testing, maybe think about moving over to salmon or something else. <laughs> That's that's a very very strange. <laughs> yeah, I wonder yeah, why it we is. Found, we we found most frequently detected the compounds were allergic drugs, including cocaine, ketamine, and banned prosite. 
Furnum, said King's College London Environment Textologist Thomas Miller. It says cocaine was found in samples at every single site they studied. That's what it said. For those, uh, for many of those, potential any effects is likely to be low. That's good. Oh, here we go. This is what they're suggesting, that the drugs and pharmaceuticals may be entering the water system through water waste facilities. So people are flushing drugs down their toilet. (laughs) That's what it is. Stop making it illegal so they don't flush it down the toilets every time they they think the police is coming, man. I guess so, right? Exactly. Hey, uh, we were going to have... uh, a bona fide real sex phone worker on on uh, a month ago. ago. Uh, yeah. Yes, tragically she had to uh, cancel, but we are going to give her another chance and have an interview with her next week. Anything else that we forgot to talk about? Any I, I memes it. or memes or? Whatever the young the only thing I, other thing I wrote down or, on my list of things to like mention was do you remember uh, corduroy pat, pants being cool in the nineties? No. Yeah, I remember corduroy pants being cool in the nineties, and I look back and try to find this trend, and it must have just been a local thing to me. All right. <laughs> really? Yeah, I baggy baggy corduroy pants were really cool when I was yeah. in. Well, yeah, in like uh, middle school, I want to say when I was in middle school. Wow, oh, that seems a little weird. Yeah, with a really long belt that like hung down to your, to your junk, like yeah, very strange style. But we used to be anybody else out there uh, thought uh, that's old enough to remember the '90s if baggy corduroy pants were cool where you where you went to school when you were a kid. Email us mm. at another digital citizen at gmail Cool. Okay. Uh, from uh, United States of America. His name is Luke. My name is Fro, and I'm from Norway. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.